My name is Ryan Chapman. My name is Lauren Fitzgerald-Vite. And this is Nostalgia, Nostalgia 2001. It is a lot easier to say that well when we're in the same room. I know, because we don't go, hey. Uh, 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 and then uh, the Skype freezes, yeah. and I don't know if you're, yeah. Yeah, you'll you'll it. see. Um, if you listen to the last episode, uh, we are still continuing to talk about one of, I would say, my favorite shows. I can't speak for Lauren. Um, I'm not going to tell you. I'm just going to make you guess. I'm not going to guess. Um, I like it, too. Okay. So this is uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, last not last week because we three didn't weeks do ago. one three weeks ago we talked about avatar the last airbender book one um water where we i wish i had listened to it recently because i could tell you some highlights from it very funny there things. were no highlights um okay, i'm just kidding lowlights. i had a lot of fun uh, Momo, Momo, Momo moments was good. Yeah, Momo, Momo moments. We had that really good moment where we tried to say Nostalgia 2001 and it Multiple went really times. badly and then we just gave up. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what this podcast is, why are you listening to it? Okay, you um, can continue listening to it. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. Please. Um, but I'm going to tell you what this podcast is about. Uh, so we... Thank God I've just been faking it. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren's learning for the first time what this podcast is about. Um, she doesn't even listen. That's not true. Um, I'm our number one listener on SoundCloud. That is a sad thing to admit. Yeah. Anyway. What is this podcast about? This podcast is about, um, where me, myself, Ryan, and Lauren, um, talk about TV shows, uh, from the early 2000s, uh, and we butcher their you know everything about them and uh we talk about like what we liked and um we we are both in our you know early late mid 20s some oh, of you're us 24 now yeah oh yeah uh, mid 20s and don't um, say it like that <laughs> and we grew up on these tv shows uh like avatar um we've talked about some other shows foster some for imaginary friends um, and then Nettie shows that we grew up with and we wanted to see uh, what if they held up to, uh, like you said, our the te- very the test of time, our very high standards. Yeah. So uh, basically, we just want to see if, you know, it's still nostalgic, if it's still good, um, if it's bad, it got bad, if it's racist, if it a lot of them are racist. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we just decided to do a podcast and tell other people what we thought about these shows and then they can go and make their own opinions or listen to ours that's cool too um just blindly follow us right because we are influencers now right we and don't have any <laughs> fo- we don't have any listeners <laughs> stop saying that uh, uh, one listener yeah no i think that if you you shouldn't just like blindly follow people and your opinions in life but this is a podcast about just like television from the early 2000s. So like it's not that deep, right. fam. So it's like a rare occasion where you should blindly follow us. So in this episode, we are going to talk about Avatar, The Last Airbender, book two. Um, it is also subtitled Earth. Because he's hypothetically supposed to be learning earthbending. He does. He does learn earthbending. Yeah, very quickly um, at the last minute. Just to recap... This show was created by Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian 
Knitsko. Um, Lauren, can you give us a brief summary of the show? Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, so there are four nations. Stop it. I'm not going to do I know. the intro. I know. Copyright infringement. And also, I don't know it. Nothing stopped us before. You're right. Uh, so there are four nations. Earth, fire, air, and water. Each nation is tied to, you know, that element. Um, there are people in the society who are gifted with the ability to bend these elements only the avatar master of all four elements the only person who can do it can restore peace to the world uh those of you who have been on the internet or seen the show know that the fire nation attacks all of the other nations and the avatar has been frozen in ice for the last hundred years so they had no avatar and now he's back and he's got a lot of shit to deal with yeah, he's found he's by also 12 oh right he's also 12 which is rough uh he is found by Katara. We'll get to all of that later. And well, I was like, the love of his life, Katara. But I mean, that's clearly not the case. This is a podcast about my personal ships. Uh, <laughs> also, her brother Sokka is there when they find him in the ice. And uh, they basically just make a little family and go on adventures together. Hypothetically, he's supposed to be learning how to master all of the elements, but that is not really a huge part of the plot. He. Yeah, that's we should we could talk about that because you're right in that. So in this season, um, they pick up a new character uh, that becomes a bigger part of the show. Her name is Toph, and she, in the beginning of the season, um, is like foreshadowed by or like shown to Ang by a, a spirit. Um, who his earthbending teacher is going to be. And he's like, oh, it's this little girl with a flying pig. And they find um, the Beifongs, who are like a rich. The richest. Are they the richest? They're the richest people in the Earth Kingdom, probably in the entire world, I believe is the line. Oh. Mm -hmm. I wasn't listening that hard, I guess. Um, but she is this pampered little blind girl who... Her parents are like, oh, she's going to get hurt if she does anything. And secretly, she is one of the strongest earthbenders in the world at the time. Um, because she is taught by some badger moles how to earthbend. Um, and their badger moles are like the things like that like a taught. And like a mole. But they, like, taught people how to earthbend originally. Like, the first earthbenders were taught by badger, badger moles. And she gets taught by them as well. Um, because she's blind and they are also blind. And so she's taught how to feel, like, movement through the earth. Um, and so they help her escape her family. They, meaning Aang, Katara, and Sokka, not the badger moles. Oh, wow. Well. I mean, maybe. <laughs> maybe the badger moles are helping. Um, we don't see them much. But then again, we don't see a lot of the stuff if you listen so to Aang our last So <laughs> uh take her away from her family so that she can teach Aang earthbending. Right. She is then uh, trying to teach Aang earthbending. 
as they move towards Ba Sing Se. Why are they going to Ba Sing Se? So Ba Sing Se... Oh, to uh, tell the fire... For context, Sorry. Ba Sing Se is the Earth Kingdom kind of stronghold. Capital. It's it's the capital. It's like the largest city in the world. And the Fire Nation has never been able to infiltrate Ba Sing Se through many attempts. They're going to Ba Sing Se... Because um, they, there's an episode about the Spirit Library that is hidden in the desert. Um, and they find some maps that say that the Fire Nation is going to infiltrate there's it. going to be an eclipse so just like in the last season waterbenders get their power from the moon firebenders get their power from the sun so during the eclipse that it will be big basically firebenders will be at their weakest so they're going to bossing say to tell the earth king right mm-hmm. i don't yeah, know why to tell the earth king any of this yeah did you watch yeah i did yeah i know you did i saw you um so they're going to tell the Earth King that if there is a day where it would be a good idea to attack the Fire Nation, it would be on this day. During the eclipse. Yes. Right. Um, and So they're going there. Yeah. On the way, uh, as Zuko in the last season, the Fire Nation's uh, prince was trying to find the Avatar, he becomes, at the end of the season... He becomes an outlaw to the Fire Nation and basically like goes on the run. Um, and his sister Azula, the f- fire, fire princess, King, yeah, fire princess, is um, sent after the Avatar in his stead and as well as her brother. Yes, she forms an elite team of lesbians to hunt They're down. Not lesbians. Mm. May and Zuko get married. Mm. Okay. An elite team of women with big lesbian energy. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So they they are the new bad guys in this season. Uh, and my preferred bad guys, truly. Why you don't like Zuko? You like I do Zuko like Zuko. I like Zuko guy. as a good guy. Also, the Zuko's latter Zuko's not a good guy yet. The latter half of this season are Zuko and Uncle Iroh as refugees in Bossing Say, and I, Uncle Iroh like starts his own tea shop, and it's. Just very sweet. Yeah, they do. They do real well for themselves. Yeah, Zuko goes on a date. One thing I actually really liked about this season—I know that you're still summarizing—but I just want to like make sure we say it. One thing that I think is interesting in like the current political climate is watching them try to get into Basingse with this just hordes and hordes of refugees mm-hmm. from all over the world. Um, as Ba Sing Se is like the last great standing city. So people are rushing to it. And Toph is incredibly wealthy from a well-known family. And um, basically none of them have passports because they're the Avatar and and like two other people. Um, And Toph has a passport and basically they let all four of them in on Toph's passport. And then there's another family, a poorer family, they don't have passports either and they're not allowed in. So there are a couple times in here that say some very, very interesting things about privilege. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a season about this like massive refugee crisis and uh, the city of boxing say all of the refugees and uh, like the poor, the working class, people who work with their hands are kept 
in the outer ring of the city and like not allowed Up in past the, the ranks. Yeah. So yeah, it's a there's a lot about like what is a great nation and um, kind of the treatment of of the poor yeah. in the underclass in the working class in Bossing Say, right. which was my favorite part of the season. Honestly, it was like. Like, I think that Avatar is a good show. I think it's good storytelling. Um, but for me, this was... What was really, really interesting was that it actually had, like, a point of view. Right. And, and something to say. And I know that last time you... Or last... When we talked about it last season, in the last episode, you were talking about how they kind of ignored the political climate and kind of just, like, followed these Followed characters. these kids doing yeah, stuff. Yeah, like doing, like, side, side quests. quests. Yeah. Um, which... I now that you mention it like they did kind of focus a little more on how everything is like privileged up and like how absolutely how things kind of look now considering the Fire Nation is almost closing in there's a whole episode where uh the Fire Nation actually almost gets in to bossing say they knock a wall one of the walls down so they knock it. Uh, it doesn't well, come they down. They get into it. Yeah. Yeah. They have a drill, essentially. Right. A big drill. And uh, it kind of like shows how, thi- like how steady the the um. What was I going to say? My train of thought. Uh, it it kind of shows how like almost impenetrable this city is. Mm-hmm. Um. And how like uh not really dumb, more um ignorant to these like threats that yeah. the higher up in the city are, and uh then like later on, when uh you find out that the Dai Li and um long F- long fang uh are you didn't say who that was. Uh, the the Dai Li are like the secret police yeah. of uh, Ba Sing Se um, and Long Fang is like the king's advisor who controls the Dai Li and has like kept the king in the dark he didn't even know he has total military power which I think is fascinating yeah he's he's like the cultural minister or something is his title Mm -hmm. and he has complete military power to the point where the king doesn't know they're at war right which is insane and they've been at war for like a hundred years yeah yeah i mean this king is like maybe in his 30s right 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 but but he was born into war and he doesn't know right it's crazy but you can see like secret police and like um like ignorance and it and shows see, all this. Yeah, and they're basically brainwashing people in the city. It's night. It's very 1984, um, but you really see this perception of. In the first season, we've been out in the world and we've seen the war and we've seen, like, families getting torn apart and people being relocated and made homeless, and then we get, into Bossing Say and we're very aware of what's going on in the rest of the world, and everyone in Bossing Say is like. We're not at war. Right. They're like, oh. Everyone's safe here. Right. And that's why all the refugee refugees are going into the city. Um, it's actually surprising how many they let in. Right. Uh, but also, I mean, they're letting them into a wall 
they're not letting them fully into the city. It's very like Attack on Titan. There's very there's like levels. Rings, there's yeah. rings, and the rings are determined by wealth. Uh, Bossing say has many walls. So like yes, it is a little bit insane that they're letting. So I mean, it seems it seems to us now, um, like wow, they're letting in so many refugees. That's great for them because that is not uh, the world that we live in. Um, right. However, once you really look at it, they're not. There's no support for these refugees. They're just letting them into a wall and saying, like, good luck. Right, right, right. Yeah. I, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, better um, than what America's doing. Right. What? Yeah. This is a podcast about politics now. Mm. It's not. Ryan just gave um, me a look like, stop it. The The rest of the season uh, focuses on them and bossing say as the uh, as azula the fire princess and her team um of hot lesbians infiltrate they are not lesbians <laughs> they infiltrate uh bisexuals the okay the they Dope. infiltrate uh maybe azula and what tylee but ooh yes yes um oh tylee okay Anyway, <laughs> I, I need to get through this summary so that we can continue. Um, okay, I'll stop interrupting you have to, to talk train. about my avatar crushes. Yeah, um, but they, the Azula and her team infiltrate the uh, palace at, and they go in as um, Kyoshi warriors. They have stolen clothes from some Kyoshi warriors that they defeated, um, which they never like mention Kasaka in the first season when they go to Kyoshi they meet uh Suki and then they see them as Kyoshi warriors and they're like they're not Kyoshi warriors and he's not like where's where's Su- where's Suki where, uh well uh is she is she okay like I don't think they have time to worry. Yeah, that's weird. Because they're like dating at this point. So it's, yeah, it is a little strange that he's like, they're involved. Yeah, they they keep in contact. He she's, says, I'm involved with. Yeah, because she's involved. Saved, that's their turn. She saved uh, them at the Dragon Mouth. The, yeah, that's like second base. Yeah, but they kissed under the under this moon which is and he was like a little weird <laughs> it's like my ex-girlfriend <laughs> the moon watching, is watching yeah. us um isn't that where Toph like gets feelings for Sokka or is that well I am under the impression that Toph and Sokka have always had a little bit of tension um but she doesn't there's there's some flirting and like like they pull each other's pigtails kind of um, but in the episode where Suki, where Toph is drowning and Suki saves her, Toph is like, oh, Sokka, my hero. And oh, then right. kisses Suki's cheek and Suki's like, it's actually me. It's, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, just let me drown. Just let me <laughs> just go. Kill me. Um, yeah. So they sneak in, they take over the daily and, uh, then, uh, as, there's a whole like subplot in one episode where Aang has to go unlock his chi to like right. understand the avatar state because he was never really taught 
how to control it, how to be in it, how to not die. Yeah. Um, and so he is told to give up Katara, like forget his love or whatever. And For he's, just like a minute. Right. And he's <laughs> like, uh, I can't do that. And then he does that. And then Azula shoots him with a lightning bolt and kills him. And then uh, Katara brings Aang back to life. Also, very stressful situations for me rewatching the show because there's a moment when Katara's going to use... No, just a regular moment. Oh, Um, okay. Katara's going to use the... She has this water from the spirit pond that she got in the last episode of season one she's going to use it on Zuko before Ang breaks in oh and you were like wait you need that later yeah and I'm like oh I you you need that later that's why I was like don't do it don't do it don't do it I knew she wasn't I've seen the show right but it was another stressful situation at one point when they're in the spirit library, Appa gets stolen. That's true. And they can't find him. And Toph, who's with Appa, can't Let's fight. See. Well, right. So they're in the sand and Toph uses the vibrations from the earth to kind of see and make her make her way in the world. And uh, in the sand, it's all loose, so she doesn't she doesn't have like a firm grasp of what's happening. So they come, and she also can't fight because the library starts physically sinking, and she needs to use earthbending to hold it up mm-hmm. so that they don't get sucked in with the library. Which is amazing. Yeah, she held up a Top library with her hands. So dope. We love Top. Um, so she can't save Appa. Um, Appa gets taken away. They're separated for a very long time, which leads to one of the saddest episodes called Appa's Lost Days. Oh, and it just tells the story of like what happens to Appa when they're separated, but they have to, yeah, they think he's going to get sold on the black market, which is like another reason they have to be in Bossing Say is to find the bison. That's where they go to Bossing Say. Well, they go to tell the earth King. No. Yes. No, because the, yeah, the sandbender says, he sold them. He's probably to Bossing Say by now. Right, but they're already planning on going to Bossing Say to tell the Earth King about the eclipse because the eclipse happens before. Oh. Yeah. Never mind. It's fine. Both things are true. Both things are true. Just relevance, important. Anyway. Well, I would actually argue. What I really one thing that I find interesting about Avatar is like for these avatars, they are also people, so they have people and things that they care about and that they want and i think it's really interesting especially because both ang and korra um from legend of korra uh the next avatar struggle with kind of like putting their personal feelings and vendettas aside to do things for the greater good and you don't see it as you see it with korra a lot because korra's people are actively being oppressed and attacked She's, um, she's also in like an age range that she like she's a teenager. So, yeah, like she's angry and she has are going it's to heightened. Be right, heightened. and you don't see it as much with Aang because Aang is like 
very close to reaching spiritual enlightenment mm-hmm. and like think that um well everyone that ang ever loved died long ago for the most part um so you don't really see him making irresponsible choices for the sake of like i personally care about this right. but when appa is gone there's this very important information they have to get to the earth king like the fate of everything rests on it and ang is like no, we're going to find Appa. Right. And at one point, they're like, this is where Appa is. And Aang's like, we have to go get him. And they're like, we do not have time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, we're going. Which is like, you don't really see that with Aang. So it's interesting to see it in this instance. Right. And um, is there's a point where Momo's gone too. Oh, and he's yeah. Like, we're not losing we're not anyone losing else out here. Else. Um, I also think that the there's a the episode before... Um, Appa's Lost Days is the one that has all of uh, the little like side stuff for each character um, and Momo has one Momo um, does have one yeah because he finds a footprint yes um, and cries in it and so sweet. it's like him f- dreaming of Appa and like him being gone and mm-hmm. he finds a little piece of his hair and ties it to him and then the the panther like cat things cat things um tales of bossing say is the episode um they they like steal it uh and he they get captured and they're gonna get killed and then he like saves them and stuff uh and they take him to the footprint uh, at the end of the ep- the it's very end of the sweet episode. yeah it's it's very sweet and it's cool to see like Appa and and Momo's like relationship mm-hmm. um because wasn't he gonna eat him the first episode or something I'm well Sokka was definitely gonna eat him well yeah well um, Sokka tried to eat a eat a, a uh, saber tooth saber tooth moose horse yeah. thing yeah. Um, I also Tales of Bossing Say is also the famous episode where um Uncle Iroh holds the oh, picnic for his right his son's birthday his lost son. Um, I I was telling you this. I was wondering if um there's any information on if like uh before Emperor uh, uh before the Fire Lord Ozai was the fire lord if he had if he uh, had him killed iroh's son killed like yeah. put on front lines or something Which so because he like knew him. that he would go that he would yeah break, break down and yeah. not be able to be the fire lord i also one thing that is interesting to me i keep doing this one thing that was interesting one to me thing, about this one season, thing well one that's thing. the whole show this that's the whole gag here yeah that's true that is the podcast we that we do talk about it um, I thought it was really interesting because in this season, Zuko is starting to question a lot of, like, he's always had his life path just kind of decided for him. He's the prince. He is, like, hypothetically in line to be the next Fire Lord um, until he's exiled. And uh, you see him starting to question that in this season. And I think it's interesting to see the lineage, this, like, royal lineage through this family and how each of the characters deals with that and either wants it or doesn't want it wants to sit on the throne doesn't want to Mm -hmm. um the way that it affects their relationships with each other um 
I think Zuko and his sister have always had a very interesting relationship. I think the relationship between Zuko's parents that's kind of explored here is interesting and horrible. And it just, yeah, it really shows the like weight and pressure of this thing on this family. Right. In the episode. And I, so there's an episode where I think it's the guru episode. Um, cause talk gets captured, learns metal bending, which is really cool. Yeah. This is, this is the season we discover metal bending. Yeah. And she's the only one who can do it. Um, for a very long time. She's the greatest earthbender in the world. And don't you forget it. uh, On the top of her lungs. Um, but in, I think in that episode, um, Zuko comes down with like an illness of some sort. That's like a chi block thing that it's like like fever. Yeah. It's very weird. It's a very weird way to show him having this internal struggle. Um, that they kind of, you know, just have Iroh explain away. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Like, that's fine if they want to do it that way. Um, Ryan has some notes. But, like, they go through... David? They go through all of this, and then the next episode, he he literally has to deal with it and choose. That's true. And chooses wrong, I would say, but... Yeah. He joins his sister. He'll figure it out. You know, I mean, yes, we have all seen. That's Uh, not true. I literally do not remember what happens. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Iroh gets ripped. Well, I remember that Iroh gets ripped. ripped. I was young, not dead. (laughs) I was blind. Oh. More like Daddy Iroh. Stop. People have to listen to this. Right, and you just made a blindness joke, so I think that mine is like a little less bad. Okay. Don't listen to our podcast. Yeah. We're um, horrible people to okay, be around. Well, so let's, uh, the, the question, do you, do you think this holds up to? Yeah. I've hype? been having a good time. I think part of it is both of us have been very busy. So we tried to watch the whole season in like three days. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if I had watched it at a normal speed, I would have had a really good time. I actually think I liked this season more than. Better than the first one. Better than the first one. Yeah. Well, and. It it deals more with the big picture. Yeah, and I think that's why I like it. Even though I think that like, the water tribe is more interesting to me. The northern water tribe. Yeah, I mean we don't spend a ton of time in either. No, um, they're kind of just like blips of cultural. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that it's like the water kingdom the air kingdom are interesting in the way that this war that's raging is primarily between the earth kingdom and the fire nation um because they're the two they're the two biggest right whereas the air nomads have basically been wiped out and the water tribe are on polar ends of the earth and the southern water tribe is very very small so it's interesting to me to like follow that this is i mean it's also greatly affecting right but um Mm -hmm. it also helps that like the water tribe is the polar opposite so like it's kind of harder to fight them Mm. um but yeah i think i think this this season i really like this season just because like toph and 
Top like, is great. I'm, I'm a big Earth, like fan. As well, as, like, you would. Bending. We talked about this. Yeah, you would yeah. be an Earthbender. Yeah. I have like solidified that I would absolutely be a Waterbender. Why is that? Well, I think we see more of Earthbenders this time around, and we see more of Firebenders too. Um, and I just relate to Waterbending more. It seems more my personality. I also think in this season I relate to Katara a lot mm-hmm. because she's just like dragging these assholes through right. what they're supposed to be doing. Right. And she like very much moms everybody. And she's like, I'm pissed. You all suck today, but we have to do this thing. So we're going to do this thing. Damn it. Which is like how I operate right. in any stressful situations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I think that it's, I mean, it's only going to get better. In- mm-hmm. As we end it this next time, but because they're in the Fire Nation, and then we get to see a lot of the Fire Nation um, and learn. That about was my Fire Nation sound. I guess I just like breathed. Yeah, funny, well, and I don't know why. That's the most important thing about firebending: breathing. That's true. Um, Daddy Iroh taught me that. Yeah, I, man, Iroh is a fountain of knowledge. That's true. Uh, he he learned a lot by being a bad Nazi guy and then being a good guy, and yeah. Fire Nations are Nazis. Yeah, he's got a well of life experience here. Yeah. I also think it's interesting that he was like very much raised in a very particular mindset. And after this like very traumatizing and shocking life event, basically just completely starts over. Well, yeah, because he realize I think he realizes that it doesn't matter. Like none of this. Right. None of this is as important. Right. Killing people is not. Right. The most important thing in life. No. Um, I don't think so. As someone who's done many murders. Don't say that on here. I've never done a murder. I I don't even know where I would start. Um, And I don't want to. Right. Uh, Depends on how fast you want to kill them. Um, Anyway. uh, (laughs) Ryan apparently has done murders. No, I haven't. You can't prove that. Yikes. Um. Is there anything else? Do we recommend the show? Hell yes. We do recommend the show. I would recommend the show to everyone. I usually do. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're like, we should all watch more cartoons. I learned that. And so- I'm like, go to your jobs. Right. I learned that someone here doesn't like the show, which what? is fine. Who doesn't like the show? I can't tell you. Why not? I'll tell you after we're done. Okay. Um, I like keeping secrets from the fans. Yeah. Well, they don't know who it is, so. Uh, I just think that they should cyber bully them in our name. No, because you like this person. Um, <gasps> so, anyway. Um, Do I newly like this person? No. Um, the end of the episode is where we should be. Yes? Do we have any other thoughts? Feelings? No, I'm sleepy. Okay. I hope you like this show. We're going to do it again. If you don't, and if you do, that would, we have some places you can reach us. Um, Lauren, take that away. You always do this because you forget what our... Yep. Okay. Uh, We are 2001 Nostalgia on Twitter. Uh, You can reach our email at nostalgia2001pod at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher and Google Play, hypothetically. Um, 
if you want to cyber bully us feel free we welcome it yeah we we need any kind of attention yeah i love attention which is why i have a podcast ryan loves attention more but won't admit it and that is definitely something you should cyber bully him about do you want to talk to them about any of my insecurities that they should go after on the internet um no um wow that's a ride or die there yeah do you want to talk about your other podcast no okay it doesn't Um, have a name yet yeah i know i just i didn't know if you actually knew the name oh no i don't Um, but that's very there's another podcast maybe next time that lauren's doing we'll find the name it's a secret at some point no 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 i think that what you're supposed to say is i have something very exciting in the works i hope to tell you about it soon yeah sure it sounds fun um we will probably come back to you uh with some cool new like 10 minute little things that we're we're thinking about doing with with this uh show in this format of like nostalgia it's not going to be tv shows it's It's going to be an excuse for ryan to talk about moon shoes Sorry, the moon, had shoe, moon shoes. the moon shoe renaissance. Right. The moon. The Not all of the episodes will be about the moon shoes. Boppers renaissance. The time I got in trouble in class for trying to raise a Tamagotchi, but it was about to die. And some things are more important. Right. Than learning. Yeah, I, I would it. agree with that. Yeah. Fifth grade was hard. It um, was fifth grade. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, great. Thank you for listening. Again, I am Ryan Chapman. I'm Lauren Fitzgerald Veit. This is is Nostalgia 2001 a podcast? See you, love you, bye! Don't go away! Nostalgia 2001 will be back.